0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Business Success Japan podcast. This is your host, Liddy Bickleman. My main goal here is to create an easily accessible resource for those who want to develop Japan-specific communication skills, especially in business. While I can't and won't promise to make you fluent in Japanese, I hope that you will walk away from each episode with a skill, piece of information, or shift in mindset that will help you become more effective in your interactions with Japanese business people. Before we get into today's cultural lesson, let's review the word for yes that we learned last episode. Hai. Ha. I. Hai. Today, we'll look at the word for no. Ie. I, I, e, e. Ie, ie, is a word that you should try to be cautious about as, in Japanese culture, people will often go out of their way to avoid saying no directly. An example of a phrase that may be used instead is, that might be a little bit difficult, or otherwise just avoiding directly saying yes. So you may want to try avoiding being overly direct when you disagree with someone while doing business in Japan. Alright, so today we'll be looking at a pretty big staple of Japanese business, which is a special event referred to as nomikai. Nomikai is an abbreviation of two different Japanese words, which is something that you'll see a lot in the language. It's a mix between the word nomi, which means drinking, and kai, which means meeting. So the meaning is pretty straightforward. It's a drinking meeting. The importance of nomikai and other such staples of doing business in Japan comes down to the fact that, compared to the United States and many other Western countries, the priority in business in Japan is placed on creating and sustaining long-term relationships. This can be frustrating for people who aren't familiar with this approach, as this focus on really getting to know the employees in the other companies can seem like a waste of valuable time that could be spent on actually getting work done. However, if you think of it as investing in the relationship early on in order to avoid wasting time, energy, and resources by doing business with a company that turns out to be unreliable, it actually does make a lot of sense. Neither approach is inherently wrong, and they usually have similar results in the end, but the process itself can be quite different. In the States, at least, companies tend to build stronger relationships based on the quality of work they've done together. But in Japan, they focus on first building strong relationships so that they can do good work together moving forward. Until a company gets an idea of what kind of business you are a part of, and even who you are as a person, the progress the two companies can make may turn out to be pretty limited. Without interpersonal trust, it can be much harder to develop any sort of trust in a Japanese business context. This gets a little bit difficult since Japanese people in the workplace aren't likely to open up about their personal lives at work. Work time is usually reserved for just work. In fact, it's considered pretty inconsiderate to have too many personal or non-work related conversations in the workplace. This is where nomikai and other kinds of after-work activities enter the picture. Since organizations tend to be much more hierarchical than they can be in the West, it's hard for people to develop their interpersonal relationships while on the job. In order to avoid conflict and save face, people tend to hold back their comments and can find it pretty much impossible to share them across hierarchical levels in the company. But when there's a company dinner, many of these strict behavioral rules can blur or even disappear. Now, the seating arrangements for Kai are similar to what you would expect at a regular business meeting. Be sure to check out episodes 4 and 5 from season 1 for an overview of Japanese business meeting manners and structure. But in general, the guests would be sitting further from the door, with the hosts on the side closest to the door. Your Japanese hosts will likely let you know where you should sit, so try not to worry about it too much. Rather than digging right into eating or drinking, it's polite to wait until the hosts offer their toasts or otherwise tell you to go ahead and start. At the beginning, you'll probably want to stick more closely to the behavior expected at business meetings. But as time passes and people have more to drink, people will blossom into speaking more honestly and showing their more genuine rather than professional sides. You'll also want to avoid filling your own glass and take this opportunity to be attentive to the other person's needs. Since this is an inherently communal experience, people will offer to refill one another's drinks and order more food as necessary. You should do the same when you see someone's glass getting low, maybe roughly less than one-third full. And when someone offers to fill your glass, it's polite to pick it up and hold it with both hands while they do so. If you don't drink at all, or you only want to have a drink or two, feel free to switch to a soft drink or tea at any time. But if they pour you a fresh drink, just make sure to take a small sip and leave the rest to show that you're done. After the meal, people may talk about going to another place such as karaoke or karaoke. While going to this activity is completely optional, I highly suggest taking advantage of it if you want to make the most of your opportunity to build relationships and rapport. We'll cover karaoke specifically in a future episode. And now for a few more things to keep in mind. Remember that what happens at Nomikai stays at Nomikai, since people are opening up and sharing in ways that they wouldn't usually in a business setting. They are showing you a trust that you don't want to turn around and thoughtlessly break. And while you can feel free to relax and show your own real, potentially embarrassing self, you'll still want to be extra careful to be positive and show that you are trustworthy and polite. Also, remember that you may be expected to pay for yourself even if the other side invited you out. But be sure to accept the hospitality if the host offers to pay. And finally, one of the most important things to remember is to thank your host for inviting you out three times, at the event, after the event, and the day after the event. The first thank you would obviously be in person, but the second two after the nomikai could even just be quick text messages. It seems like a very small detail, but those offerings of appreciation can have a strong impact on your growing relationship. That's all. that i have for you today i have an awesome interview for you next week with minaya sawai who is working at an organization dedicated to creating and strengthening relationships between japan and the united states she'll explain the idea of groupism and a uniquely japanese concept called nomunication both of these things are strongly linked to what i've explained to you today so you'll definitely want to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode But in the meantime, remember that the more you learn, the more confident you will become as you explore all of the opportunities Japan has to offer you. So if you found the information here today useful, please subscribe for more Japanese language and cultural guidance. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more content in the future, please consider leaving a review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, if you have any other questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes or interview topics, please email me at businesssuccessjapan at gmail.com, all one word, all lowercase. Until next time, kondo.